Welcome back, everyone, to Myth, Magic, and Might, Episode 12. Last we left our heroes, the only friends, we... Uh, they had narrowly escaped from the city of Fogcliff um, by figuring out electromagnetic uh, trail uh, train propulsion, or Frida did. And as they did, they managed to inspire another rebellion within the city of Fogcliff against the Empire. And of course, uh, our Captain Hayden relayed everything that they had learned about the terrible Davy Jones, who, as it turns out, was working for the father of their one of their two husbands, Jace Avaris, the father being Hollow Avaris, a fiendish red dragon. And if Hayden were to probably pick, their arch nemesis, or at least one of them. I don't mean to speak for them, but I'd say that's pretty accurate. Uh, later, as the crew was traveling down the rails, uh, they came across a peculiar sight of people chasing after a thief riding a bear. Upon, st uh, upon, a t uh, upon entering this situation, everyone, um, found out that the bear was in fact the main or head conspirator behind this, um, terrible plot uh, of stealing a picnic basket um, upon uh, the a situation that the crew resolved um, mostly thanks to Lana's cooking though due in no small part to the athletic prowess of Rosalind, the charming charisma of Hayden and uh, the j javelin throwing skill of Jalen upon Calming down for a moment, Priscilla realized that they had been in this place before. And they had a flashback to a very pleasant memory of their father and mother. Memories which, unfortunately for Priscilla, turned very sad and very traumatic upon reflection of them. They briefly lost touch with where and when they were, but thankfully they were calmed down by quick intervention from their friends. And Lana, in an act of grace and comfort, elected, uh, prompted Priscilla to uh, tell uh, to, to tell Lana what their favorite food was and Priscilla asked for komarai uh, a very warm very pleasant dish that you all enjoyed the night before we pick up in the morning uh, all of you have had a long rest um, the very first of you to wake up is Rosalind, 
Rosalind, you feel this, like, kind of tapping sensation at the bottom of your shoe. I feel tapping at the bottom of my shoe. Yeah. Um, I'm... I, am I wearing shoes? Uh, what kind of day is this? I mean, this? I, is... I imagine you're you're when you're camping. I don't imagine you would take off your shoes to sleep. Probably, probably not. Um, so I'm sleeping and I feel tapping. I like half awake, half awake, half asleep. Say. Hey, what are you doing with my foot? Stop it. And kind of like you, shake my foot a little. You look down and you see uh, a small raven with oh. a... Uh, you see that this small raven has a uh, package on its back in this like little holster, almost like a little backpack that it wears. Um, mm -hmm. And the Raven bears the symbol of the rookery <gasps> service that delivers uh, mail all across the world of Geb. Uh, and this I, raven, it looks like a delivery from someone. I'll spit up uh, uh, probably uh, uh, fast enough to norm scare any like typical typical birds. But I imagine these have been trained to not run away at the uh, slight, uh, like the, fast movement. The raven says, delivery for Rosalind. And you recognize that it when it said Rosalind, it was a perfect mimicry of Leanne's voice. Your, your, one of your four masters, Leanne, a water okay. elemental. You, you know that, like, you know, ravens can mimic speech, so obviously yes. this raven had your name <laughs> spoken to it by Leanne. Yes. Thank you. Um, is it customary to tip the bird? Uh, it points to a little box on its chest that says tips. I'll put two copper pieces in there. It uh, looks at you expectingly. I'll take the two out and put in a silver then. It uh, opens up the backpack on its back and hands you a letter and a small package. Okay. Um, the two things. Let me take the silver out of my inventory and then I'll say thank you and then tear into the letter first. You're all welcome. And then it flies away. Okay. Count on the rookery uh, for all your delivery needs. Rah! And all of you wake up at that particular sound. Like when it did its ad read that it has to do. I'm contractually obligated. Okay. okay. What does this letter say? I've been... W Me, Sarah, have been have been excited to read this. And I'm sure Roslyn uh, has been expecting It's a short stuff. note. Okay. But, it, uh, but here it is. Uh, if you would like, you can read it out loud for everyone. Uh... For the sake of the audience, but it's your choice if you let the other members uh, read it or not. Dearest Rosalind, we hope this letter finds you in good health and great spirit. We've made it back home to the dojo safely, though Elma claimed that we were nearly 
bored to death waiting for us slowpokes. That sounds just like her, right? Oh yeah, she's she's your windmaster. She is yeah. very impatient in general. The new trainees were slacking our absence, a mistake you you're more than aware of the consequences, <laughs> yes. We've given our report to the Council of the Masters, but I regret to inform you that we've made very little headway on our investigation. The Masters are, of course, denying anything, but it's hard to tell if they're simply saving face or if they're truly innocent. My sisters and I have talked it over, and we feel it time to entrust this to you. Now more than ever, we need to stick close to those we can trust. Sincerely, Leanne. And then I will open up the package. You a little bit more carefully. You gingerly open up this package and you see what looks to be a scroll. But when you... Uh, do you open the scroll? I would... Mm, since that was a perfect voice mimic of my teachers and it sounds like the characteristic of the letter, uh, I'll trust it and then carefully open it. Okay. Um, you uh, on the front of the scroll before you open it, you see that it is marked with the uh, character for rhythm. And when you open the scroll, you see what looks to be like just beautiful calligraphic, like beautiful calligraphic art. Like, not exactly writing, but just, like, yeah. ink, uh, ink brush is what I meant. It's, like, this beautiful ink brush uh, art that looks to be a torrent of waves rocking up and down. It's, it's a beautiful piece of art. Like, there's definitely some um, in, uh, very intricate use of, like... Uh, negative space to imply wind in this really cool way. It looks really nice. I uh does this look like or look like anything that would remind me of the uh uh like the spiritual part of the training I've received? As you as you kind of sit with this scroll you begin to feel something. Make a wisdom check. Wisdom check or wisdom save? Wisdom check. Okay. This is still pretty good. Wisdom check. No! It was almost good. It's an eight total. You... You feel that there is something... This is not a normal scroll. Certainly your masters would not go through the effort of just sending you wall art especially yeah. not with the letter you were given you have this feeling like it is something but it's not something that you can use quite just yet okay um, Does it almost like you're I... theoretically ever... one level oh. too low yeah. Oh, um, metagaming-wise, me out of character, is this to teach me how to do Stunning Strike? Uh, no, it's something, uh, better than that. Better than Stunning Strike. 
I'll have to look. Well, I mean, okay. Significantly better. Uh, okay. As the monk <laughs> expert, it is significantly better. Even even in its fixed form. Uh, I'm totally yes. blanking at what I get at level 5 besides stunning strike. I'll have a to... D6. It's, it's, it's a D6. Oh. It's, it's a custom thing. It's not, it's not your basic class. Yeah, it's class a custom really. thing. It's not a basic class thing. Okay. Then... This is gonna... So... Am I um, you can... able to, like, sit and, uh, over the next few days, just sit and meditate with it, see if I can get a better understanding on you... it over time? Okay, be... I will let you know, because you have chosen very specifically to sit and meditate with it, uh, which is the thing to do with it, you feel that he has been imbued into this object... You understand that, like, high-level practitioners of uh, martial arts, like your masters, are capable of using their key to communicate with other creatures and uh, without needing to understand their language. This scroll has information embedded into it, expressed not in words, but solely through the use of key. Um, make a history Which, um, check for me. A history check, okay. I'm sort of decent at these. That's good. That's a dirty 20. You remember stories of failed students from the dojo who were banished specifically for trying to break in to uh, one of the master's secret place, one of your dojo's restricted areas, taking something and trying to meditate with it. Most of them, nothing really happened. You do remember one particular story of someone who attempted to meditate with a scroll like this, and they... Uh, completely destroyed their ability to use key ever like they um they died not long after according to rumor some say they're still alive most say they're dead what you know is that there is powerful information embedded in this scroll what you okay. have heard is something uh you've heard the name whispered of secret techniques. Things that are not allowed to be expressed in words. New ways to utilize key that are beyond, uh, uh, that are beyond normal monk abilities. And do I get the feeling that this is one of them? Yes. You know okay. that your masters are like, this require even this much requires a incredible amount of trust. They are trusting yeah. you not to give this to other people. And also, you realize of the ones they could potentially give, there are probably ones they have that have greater techniques than this. So it's on the one hand it's trust, and on the other hand it's also a test. Like, 
they're trusting you with it and they expect you to do well with it. And if you do, they might give you better scrolls with yeah. different techniques. Cool. Um, I'm going to write this down in my characters. Um, no, second. If you want, I can send you the item, but understand that you cannot, like, attune to it or use it until you're level 5. Um. Or if you want it to be a surprise, then... I want to be able to prepare... I, Sarah, want to be able to mentally prepare for it. Okay, here it is. So, yes, I would like that info. Thank you. Breakfast tots, everyone. Oh, sounds delicious. The bear lumbers awake. Uh, what did we name this bear again? I don't... We didn't name him. He never gave us his name. Oh. I thought his name was Yogi. No, no, we're not naming him Yogi. I know we made a lot of bear puns. Um... I will... Fairy... The bear wakes up and is like, mm. Oh my mm. word! Yeah, I know, honey. Oh. I, it, I, I, Taylor insisted on making it a rare item and not higher, so... Is this what he was collaborating with you on? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I will go ahead and add this to the inventory, but not like a, uh, uh, equip it. Uh, equip it. Yes, because you, you must. Oh my god! Oh. Yes, you must. Uh, yeah, monks, I believe, need like their uh need more magic items that work for them and for when they want to punch things, you know. Uh. So, secret yeah. art scrolls. Uh, take notes, any DMs listening. Secret art scrolls. It's a, it's a thing <laughs> you can do. I made it. It's it's fun. I think. Stop being. The okay, later ability so. is really crazy. Yeah, it is. It's risky, but there's a reason why it has such a big drawback. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, uh, with that, mean... uh, <laughs> never yes? mind. Uh, who would like the, um, the, the mini quiches? I have two mini quiches. Oh. I'll take one. Oh. I, the bear. <laughs> um, the, they are good for a little bit of a pick me up, um, as a, as a quick eat for the day. Um, Bear, I have made you an entire pan-sized omelet. With jerky bits. I will give the bear his omelet. I did learn the bear's pronouns. I did not learn the bear's name. Which is weird now that I think about it. Um, it's uh he's he's a bear, he doesn't have a name. (laughs) Do we get to can we name him but just something other than Yogi? Um He does not I, like the name Yogi. He, I, he will... <laughs> I am I am working on it. I just have to cast my spell. I'm going to cast Speak with Animals. 
I would like to call him Boo Boo. No. Uh, and I would like to talk to the bear. Ooh. Hello. I learned that your pronouns are he, him, but I forgot to mm -hmm. ask your name yesterday before my 10 minutes with, with you were up. Oh, um, I don't have a name. Did your mother not call you anything? Like, no particular roar, sound, or, or whatever? Oh, she said, You! You, come back! Y Stop trying to steal baskets! Your mother called you you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Rezzy. Um, especially because I, uh, I'm a kitsune. Um, um, what if we called you Yuna? Yuna. What's that name mean? I don't know. Oh, fun fact, actually, Yona uh, means bear in some Native American uh, tongues. I believe it's Cherokee or uh, something like that. Yona is the word for bear. Oh, I like that. It's descriptive. I said Yuna, but... Uh... Um, okay, that. I don't really mind too much, so long as it's not Yogi or Boo Boo. Those names suck. Uh, Just a pouting Minotaur in the background. How would you even know to pout about that? I, um... Alright, uh... Yaoi, would you prefer that? Mm. That seems a little weird. Not call the bear Yaoi. No. <laughs> okay. Roll a persuasion check. If you want to name the bear Yaoi. This is... Yeah, Yuri is really good, actually. I real see Rezzy. That's Rezzy. a natural yeah, motherfucking okay. twenty. Natural twenty. Dang it, Hayden. <laughs> Hayden rolls. That's, that's not even considering my plus seven. <laughs> you wait, Hayden. Okay, Hayden somehow, despite being unable to communicate with the bear, has <laughs> named. The Roll Hayden, what does this look like? You convincing the bear to take the name Yowie. I'm just gonna walk up to the bear and just be like, Hey, hi friend. Just to let you know, I'm gonna call you Yowie from now on. Mm -hmm. He shrugs his shoulders, somehow understand He he turns to you, Lana, and says I don't know how, but like, for some reason, this guy seems like really persuasive. I don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> they are perhaps one of the most um, charismatic men I know. They managed to pull two husbands 
One of oh. which is a dragon. Oh, that's good for them. And a really good cook. I tried to eat a dragon once. It threw me out of the cave. <laughs> I'm surprised you survived. Well, I was just a cub then. But, like, he had a picnic basket, you know? So he's gonna take it. But then he threw me out. No more stealing picnic baskets when you're with us. As we promised, I will keep you well fed. Okay. But sometimes, he, he can you put the food for me that? in a picnic basket so I can take it? I will if we find a picnic basket that Priscilla doesn't burn. Okay. She's very scary. I but also, I think she needs a hug. I think she might want space right now. Okay. Uh, this no, is a good omelet. It's a very good omelet. I'm very talented. Um, I think Hayden and um, Gialin should have these mini quiches. Gialin, like, perks up at that. You see her ears, like, twitch, and then, like, she turns her head and she, like, goes from pouting to smiling. You each now have a tiny quiche that will give you two temporary hit points as a bonus action. This is fucking delicious. Thank you. Well, um, I incorporated a technique that Jace, is that Jace uses in his flaky crust for pies um, into the quiche uh, crust. And I think the blending of our two styles turned out really uh, well. I think it did. I imagine that uh, Rosalind's uh, probably has like tomatoes and bell peppers and maybe a and a little bit of like jerky or bacon or whatever, and and maybe a little bit of cheese. And as I'm, uh, it's beef and spinach. That sounds really good. <laughs> Great. Um, DM. Yes. Uh, can you remind me? Um, I have an 1800 gold ring gold golden mm -hmm. ring that's yeah. freaking massive yes it is the size of a hula hoop what did i do with that again um it's like um i guess the most logical place is that you put it on one of the train uh, the train car that you're like hauling with all the like empire uh resources you stole or at least the most valuable ones. Like, they had some lumber on the train as well in some of the other cars. But, you know, you guys don't really need lumber in Autumn Hollow. You took all the, like, metal ingots and uh, all those raw materials. Right. That, like, right. you couldn't... Yeah. There's also a crate of gold and uh, a crate of uh, some gems in there. Uh, they're they're kind of, like, smaller crates, but... Um, you know, resources. Small crates filled with gems and gold can hold a lot of valuables. We are going to be funding a very effective revolution here. Yes. And um, our campaign slogan is magic is back or magic has returned. Uh, 
And we are the only friends. The the name. The name. Hey guys, you know, want a chance to like name your whole party? You know, something that'll probably carry through the rest of the campaign? Yeah, Taylor, we want to be the only friends. You mean to tell me that you, Mr. Disembodied Voice, don't like Priscilla's name that she came up with for us? No, no, no. Uh. Can I take a look over at Priscilla, see how well she's doing uh, after what happened yesterday? I'm not gonna go yeah. talk to her. I just want to do like a quick like uh, insight from afar. Now, you can see Priscilla's just kind of knees to her chest, just looking off in the distance, not really, not really observing she, or talking if, to anybody. If Priscilla looks uh, in uh, my direction, I'll I'll do one of the, you know, in the movies uh when someone's in a fighting ring and pinned and they hold up like a sideways thumb and go up or down on whether not to end them i'll do that same motion but with a pleasant expression on my face to g at least gauge where you're at uh i don't i don't even look backwards i'm focused on just dissociating into the horizon okay so you're not even look looking towards everyone else. If no. you ever happen to do that, I'll do that quick little motion. But uh, for the most part, I'll leave you alone because even though I have the skills to catch a javelin, I'd rather not have to do that again. Priscilla, where do you think your mind is as you're trying to stare at the horizon? I think that I am focused on the only thing that I've been able to ever focus on, and I am scanning, waiting to see any potential sign that goblins are approaching. Trying very desperately hard to not focus on anything else. If it were a windy day, you could distract yourself with the motion. If it were raining, you'd you know, double your efforts to keep an eye out in the lower visibility. But it's a calm, sunny day. And the only movement comes from animals that should be there. Moving in the very predictable patterns of most animals. You do see a little bit of motion in the brush. Um, but as the motion comes forward... It looks to just be a dandelion, and by a dandelion I mean a lion, plant, creature that's just walking through, out of the woods, into the sunlight, its little cubs beside it, and they just kind of lazily walk their way. You know that most plant-animal hybrids like this are pretty tame unless provoked, since they don't have to hunt for food the way predators do. I think Lana will... These are familiar to Rosalind, right? You, yeah. I've seen these before. Yeah, these are totally... They're, these creatures are native to Geb. Okay, that's... Just a, double checking on that. Um, 
I think Lana will, in Fox form, um, saunter over and sit down on hind legs, you know, the way cats do, cats and dogs do, um, in front of or beside Priscilla and sit for a while just looking at the same horizon enjoying the sunrise there hasn't been any movement it's weird because you haven't seen Lana talk as a fox yet but she speaks thank you for watching our back you it may not be right now but I would like you to trust that we are watching yours. Not only the peripheral, but also your past. You don't have to be on alert alone. I know you say, this is the one thing that I'm good at. So I'm going to keep doing that. I wouldn't ask you to stop. I'm going to do my perimeter sweeps. You should go check in on everyone else. Okay. I'm gonna stand up and sort of twirl the magnetic, uh, my, uh, my new magnetic javelin in my hands, and I'm going to do a full quarter mile around the, uh, around the uh, site that we are currently camping at, uh, doing a, a whole perimeter sweep, looking for tracks, any kind of disturbances, anything at all. And I am taking my time doing it. You do so. Um, Let me give you an investigation check or anything? Yes, go ahead. That's an eight. Mm. Um, the only creatures really of note is the dandelion and its cubs that just walked past. You know that normally they're only in very, like, deep forested areas. And the fact that it's, like, kind of so close to a town suggests that, like, it was probably pushed out of its environment. And when you look off further and further into the distance, um, you can't quite make it out, but you do see the kind of outline of what you might suggest would be empire buildings or factories. Um... And as much as you're trying to look for tracks of, like, goblins and animals and other things like that, you can't keep your mind from drifting to the predator that's going to encroach on this territory. That's going to drive innocent creatures like this further and further away from the places they used to call home. But as you look at this proud father and its little cub, they look like they're going to be, um, they look to be smiling at each other. I mean, as much as animals really smile at each other. You see the cub kind of like weave back and forth through the legs of its parent. They rub their faces and against each other. I'm going to walk up to the, the dandelions. Hello? Hey. Mm. Hello, little one. My name is Lana. I've never seen you before. 
or anything like you. You are beautiful. Oh. Thank you, small one. Hmm. <laughs> Strange. What is it, Papa? Hmm. It's just... I have not seen... a fairy fox for some time. <gasps> oh, Papa! A fairy fox? For real? Hmm. Yes, my child. Fairy foxes I... are quite rare. Um... You see that the uh, lion, he lowers his tail uh, up to his face. They kind of use their paw to pick off a single little spore, which you know to them is more like hair than anything else. And it, okay. uh, and it, uh, it rolls it to you, and it offers it to you, and the, um, and the little lion cub tries to do the same but it doesn't have any spores yet so it like uh, breaks off a little leaf and tries to give it to you I and... will nib I will nibs them yes and they bow to you graciously um so that means we're gonna have good luck now right papa yes to give to, to give a gift to a fairy fox means you will have good luck yay Oh man <gasps> Does that mean we're going to find, like, an extra sunny spot today? <laughs> Who knows? We'll have to keep looking. Okay. Uh, but, uh, oh, whoa, uh, don't run off. We have to give a proper farewell. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you, fairy fox lady, for the good luck. And they bow. May the light of the dawn mistress shine upon you. Oh. Papa, they know big words. <laughs> yes, they do, my child. Yes, they do. And they bow to you graciously. And they walk away. Uh, unless there was anything specific you wanted to ask them. No, I'm just being friendly to literally everything. Yes. I will return to camp and shift back into the humanoid form. All right, um, where to next? Are we straight to Autumn Hollow, or what is the plan of action? Hey, DM, where are we exactly? Um, you are, let me pull, uh, let me pull up the map. It's the map. Just trying it's to get map. a good gauge on how much further we have to travel before we get back to Autumn Hollow. Okay, so... Waiting for the map to load. You are still on your way to the city of Zestern. Uh, if you were to pull up the map, I would say you're um, on the dotted line right above the E. Um, you're okay. you're like a half day to the city of Zestern, and then once you get there, you can charter. Well, uh, you can charter a boat back. To well, either, uh, yeah, that's where you're going to drop off your supplies, and then you'll have to get kind of back to the shore and charter a boat back to Williamstown, and then from there you'll make your way back to Autumn Hollow. Cool. Alright, yeah, that's right, we're supposed to meet someone with a boat down there, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Um, I will leave it to the group to do things. 
Uh, sorry. Um, if 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 y'all want, we can kind of fast travel to when you get into Autumn Hollow. If there was anything, uh, you wanted to like do when you got to Autumn Hollow. Way, I just wanted to uh do one little quick conversation uh as we're traveling. Okay. Uh, and as you're traveling, conversation with. Jialin, of course. <laughs> Hello, that's me. Yes. Did you see what I put in uh, MMM chat? I did. Do okay. So you'll, you know, you recognize her body language. She's a little nervous. Uh, and uh, as we're riding in the train car, I'll just do a quick, like, little side head nog trying to beckon you to a slightly more secluded corner so we're not overheard she'll uh she'll take the cue and come sit with you so uh sorry I'm uh, this is new very new territory that's <laughs> uh, alright yeah. I understand how that goes but uh I realized that I stumbled over my words and said some things that I probably shouldn't have, and I've had some time to think about what I said and make a decision and everything, and I realized it's really super unfair to, unfair to you uh, to, for me to... Uh, I've, maybe I was giving you like an ultimatum, and I don't really want to do anything like that, so... And I realized that... Uh, between... Uh, between you and, uh, uh, Robin, uh, uh, that I can't split my focus between two, uh, two different things, so, uh, he'll have to find someone else. If she just that kinda, is something that he wants to do. She just kind of smiles softly and, like, pats Rosalind's shoulder. I was fine with whatever you needed to do, but I appreciate being the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Um, just hopefully, kind of smirks. Hopefully, hopefully you don't turn dark. No. I'm pretty sure I'm stuck orange forever. Or until I get old and then I'll probably turn gray. Okay, another uh, personal question. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Like, where are you in terms of, like, your uh, lifespan range? I'm probably... how Out of character, how long do minotaurs typically live? Uh... Taylor? Let me look that up real quick. <laughs> I, I feel like it's 120 years, but I don't know yeah, if I'm some, like... something around there. I'll, uh, I'll double check. But they, they are like fully mature at 16 or something like that. Yeah, I believe that was it. She she shrugs a little. I I'm not sure how to compare it to 
Rosalind's a human, right? No. As far as you Razumar. know. Well, right. I'm human looking, but actually you wouldn't know that. Well, you might be able to tell because of that uh, fun combat thing we did that I shrugged off the radiant uh, damage more than you would expect. Yeah. She's not sure how much of that is magic and how much of it is racial. <laughs> I also Fair don't enough. imagine she's very familiar with your specific race. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, no, they would be extremely rare at this yeah. point in time. So she just like, I'm not, I'm not really sure the math on the comparison between Minotaur and human ages, but uh, I've been considered, and she does air quotes, fully grown for a good almost decade I'm 23 so you are uh, you're still you're still a little bit behind uh mm, well proportionately we're about in the same place I think so we're in the same like stages of life should like nods a little uh, like yeah. uh, in that in that sense of like that checks so, out. You're not like super young, like uh, uh, Frida and uh, uh, Priscilla are. Nah, I've that's I've a, been around a little while. Okay, so have I. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't dating someone who was who was barely past childhood. That's fair. Yeah. That is good to know. I guess I, I kind of assumed all of us were of a relatively similar age, or at least adult. Um, Hayden seems, uh, like, pretty close to where I am in terms of, like, uh, age, and, but I, I don't know much about Lana. <laughs> That makes uh, two of us. Yeah, I think that makes most of us. But that's okay. Maybe we'll get to know her better over time. But, uh, Probably. Just so you are aware, I am 38. She, like, seems to think about that for a second. Because 38 is definitely not equivalent to 23, as far as she's concerned, because she's like... You're, you're like, that math ain't mathing. <laughs> yeah, she's the gif of the lady with the math equations. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've been, like, fully mature adults for, like, and considered, like, quote, responsible for, like, 10 to 15. Uh, you for probably 10 years, me between 15 to 20 years, so it's not that far off. It, but we're not like uh, fresh young adults like an 18 to 22 year old kid. Trust your math better than my own math right now. Uh, yeah, you can trust Sarah's math. I don't know about Rosalind's. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen has like 
I think I think intelligence was my dump stat. <laughs> and I had some pretty bad rolls. Yeah. Uh Rosalind has like a higher than average intelligence. But uh, she's definitely focused on uh, other other aspects of herself to get them higher and better. <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, that's so... what I wanted to talk about. Alright. So, it is at this point in your conversation that both of you look up and find... Uh, and once again, the group finds itself at the comfortable uh, town of Autumn Hollow. Uh, you, uh, on your way here, you passed some of the, like, farmers in the field who were, uh, you know, gathering up the last of the harvest. Um, and, uh, you know, some of, uh, you saw, like, some of them send their children to go off ahead and, uh, you know, tell the town, like, they're, they're coming here, they're, they're on their way back. Um, uh, when you when you get to town, uh, there is a uh, there is a uh, a group of uh, the townsfolk uh, kind of gathered in the square, uh, and they are actually practicing drills. It looks like like um, like spear wielding uh, military drills. Uh, you see that, like, kind of at the the front of the pack are Chris and Scully, the buff uh, gym where rat halflings who were running the obstacle course back in the uh, first episode of Autumn Hollow. These two buff uh, halflings with their uh, uh, with like big goofy rat teeth, uh, who are like, "Yeah, come on, thrust and." Thrust! You gotta learn to thrust! <laughs> yeah! You gotta keep thrusting! I... I... Are we I ruined that. that. Taylor, <laughs> did, did you... Did you know what you were doing? Did, or did it no, occur to No, you not happen? until I said it. Not until I said it out loud. Not until <laughs> I said it out loud. Hey, like, uh, oh, you, no. you know the clip command, uh, Riley. You could... You know no. the <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You did this to yourself, my friend. I, I, this is being recorded. I can't. I can't. Oh, uh, and also, you also, <laughs> you can't unsay that. Is the pro you know? I I'm actually surprised. Speaking of, Riley showed restraint yesterday. I even gave her permission to clip something that I said, and she didn't do it. Something about snow <laughs> something I, about Eisel making her own snowballs. Like I I was just I was thinking what weapon would, you know, a townsfolk be learning to use that's simple and effective. I'm like spears. Oh gosh. I did not Little think pieces. that through. Can I can we start over? Can we just start <laughs> over the entire campaign? Too late. It's too late. No. Um, <laughs> uh, listen. Uh, and and also, uh, sorry, there there was one other, sorry to get distracted, but there was one other character. Um, there is a tall uh, lion folk with, uh, with a breastplate. You guys know this person to be 
uh, Galen, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll copy and paste their name into chat. Their name is Galen Scour. They are the head of the town guard. Um, uh, and they are a lion folk man. Uh, with kind of the only, like, decent armor and weapons outside of, like, rider. Uh, what... Uh, what, what are you trying to do, sneakily, Rosalind? Sorry. Hold Yolen's hand! <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She, she said that she wanted to roll insight to see if it was okay to hold Yolen's hand, and I'm like, Yolen's not gonna stop her. And she's like, I'd like to roll sleight of hand for that, and everybody's like, it's fine. She's trying <laughs> to be like, okay, okay, uh, casual on the download, not make a, try not to make a big deal about it to everyone else. Rosalind, that also Rosalind okay. choosing to date Jalen of all of the people in the party. Why? <sighs> okay. So, uh, someone has apparently, uh, okay. <sighs> yeah, that's me okay, just joking uh, so, around. You don't have to use that. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, uh, Lana, what were you going to say before I interrupted you? I'm so sorry. Um, I was going to go up to the group of people training with pikes and spears. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and now I forgot how I was going to phrase this. Um, the phrasing is very important. Learn from my mistakes. Is, the phrasing is Learn very important. Learn from my mistakes. Um, I, um, dang it. Uh, you know, it was, it's gone. The moment is gone. So we'll just, we'll just move on. We'll just move on. There's going to be something like, no, you're not, it's, you don't want to be thrusting. You're supposed to plunge. Um, but... <laughs> oh. That's not any better. I know it's not any better. The point was to not be better. Faster. <laughs> oh. Priscilla, Faster, we gotta... Priscilla's going to, going to head over and just kind of offer some help and instruction, given that she is a polearm mastery. Lunge um, and follow through. Okay. You hear that, everyone? Form up. Form ranks, and lunge. And if you get Follow good through. enough at lunging, then you can potentially derail a train. And then I'm gonna walk Certainly away. Certainly something got derailed. <laughs> okay. Oh, so now that we are all back in town, and you guys have seen that, um, the town folk are actually, um, uh, Gallon. Uh, comes up to the lot of you and says, Uh, uh, thanks for, um, uh, er, sorry. Uh, sorry, can I start over? I always say the wrong word first. What I mean to say is, it's so good to see all of you again. Um, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of recruits for the town guard. He, he does, like, big air quotes, and all of you know that, like, he's training soldiers for the rebellion. Uh, yeah, so many more volunteers after you guys, uh, inspired everyone. Just doing their, uh, civic duty. Uh, uh, uh. 
Uh, he, 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 you, you seem like, um, he's talking to kind of all of you, and you can tell that, like, Gallen is not super good at, like, keeping a secret or being on the down low as a person. Um, right. Well, we have more resources that were skillfully acquired to support the civic duties of the townspeople of Autumn Hollow. Oh, for real? For real. Nice. Huh. Man, I should go tell uh, I should go tell Jason about that, you know, cuz he was the one who was like, "We need more resources." Uh, he's he's a cool guy, you know? He's he works hard. In, in the shop. And have you have you tried asking him out then? I what? Was just about to say, is that a what? right here? What? No, no, no! He jumps into the town's fountain. <laughs> I would like to. Before he jumps into the fountain, I would like to cast heroism on him. <laughs> You've got <laughs> one minute. March down there right now. You've got this. <laughs> I got this. I I suddenly feel like I got this. And he uh, he goes running off. And Abandoned like Jalen. as he's passing Jialin, she just she goes, just remember, it's me you have to answer to if you hurt him. Okay, I don't know why that is, but I agree. Uh, and Look he at... runs off. Heroism, the best matchmaker. He, he definitely is going to be real subtle and cool about it. He is not, and it's going to be cute. Because he has no fear. No fear. He's a 90s slogan on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh... <laughs> gosh. Oh. <clears throat> so... Now that y'all are back in town, uh, is there anything in particular uh, that any of you wanted to do before we... Uh, or, yeah, is, is there anything any of y'all wanted in particular to do? I Let's see. Let's start with, as we're um, you know trying to be gracious to certain members... Uh, Jalen and Hayden, are there? Is there anything in particular that you two wanted to do before? Uh, yeah, w while you're in town, I mean. Um, I'm just going with. I'm just kind of going with what everything else is. I'm still reeling over uh, recent pieces of information, but I I trust my fellow only friends enough to keep things moving in the direction that we need it to. Um, as you're kind of just standing in the middle of the a town, Hayden, you see that, like, um, there are a few of the, like, town kids who kind of, like, look at you, and they, um, you know, they kind of whisper to themselves, like, oh, man, that's one of the heroes. And uh, you hear one of them say, like, oh, yeah, the hot one. Right, he is dreamy. <laughs> and and they're just like little kids, you know, talking about stuff like that. 
I'm gonna rapidly blink a few times, like, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna let it go, it's fine, it's whatever, uh, I'm, I'm gonna turn to, I'm gonna turn to Jialin, hey, uh, what were we gonna be doing next, because I kind of spaced out a bit the whole way here. I don't think we had much of a plan after the whole train derailment um, business. Uh, okay. I would, uh, if you want, you can roll intelligence checks to try to remember stuff that was discussed. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Intelligence check. Just straight intelligence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, be... probably not, because that's a seven. I got a 13. Uh, Hayden, you did briefly remember that Jason talked about um, another potential thing to help all of you get ready for this uh, rebellion was that you could try to make an alliance with the dwarves that live to the north of Autumn Hollow in the Ironheart Mountains. Because you know that um, the seven dwarven, or no, actually, I think that's kind of the extent of what you know. You know that these dwarves are also rebelling against the empire. But you know that you would know? be like a whole trek. So it would basically be like if you wanted to do that, it would be your next big mission. If I'm remembering correctly, and I'm looking at the map correctly, are the entrance to those mountains is decently close uh, to Rosalind's hometown and where she knows the other uh, of another magical dungeon entrances, right? Those are all within like a couple days travel. Yeah, they 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 are. Um, each square is like a hundred miles. Uh, so yeah, they're not too they're not super close to each other, but they're not super far either. Um, Rosalind, you would know that there is, um, an Imperial stronghold, um, basically to, like, the north of your, of Rockman. So, yes. you, so, yeah. You do know and you would I have to be careful going through there, but it is possible. Canonically, uh, Rosalind has been inside that, uh, fort once before. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. You got arrested as a teenager. Yeah, because I tried to uh, uh, moon some Empire soldiers on Empire Day and got caught. I love that uh, so much. <laughs> she was already being a menace because she didn't like how the Empire took over her town when she was 12. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um... So, Hayden, that's what uh, you remember of that conversation. Uh, Jalen, you remember that dwarves live in mountains sometimes, but also other places. So you know this is important. <laughs> you, you know this is important. Yeah, she goes, wait, wait, wait. Something to do with dwarves. I, I don't remember. 
we'll reconvene on that whole topic soon, I imagine, because I feel like staying in one place for long periods of time is probably not wise anymore. Which Should reminds be. me. Do you think we'll be able to go back to Fogcliff anytime soon? Oh, probably not. Uh, great. Cool. Did we need to go back? I was curious about something there. But if it's not an option, I guess that is what it is. How soon do you want to go back? I mean, it'll probably change for us once we overthrow the Empire. Yeah. Or get things going. I imagine that's true. Just, you know, it was there. It might be on the way to some place that we need to go. But it's something that can wait. Okay, we can still... We can still try to plan to work that back in. Actually, speaking of planning things, and I'm going to turn and look at the rest of the party, should we regroup, uh, discuss our next steps? Because it, it sounds like there's a lot that we need to sort out, you know, prior, our priorities. Should we head back to Riders? Um, we could probably check in on the progress that Gil and Jason are making on your ship, Captain. And other things. Yes. Um, because in addition to recruiting um, the uh, more allies to this civil responsibility, civil statement, I think we also should remember that our particular pro um, contribution is not only in rallying individuals, but giving them the means to fight back against the iron struggle of this corruptive empire by opening the dungeons and bringing magic back into the world. Honestly, that part should probably be our biggest priority, the freeing the magic. Uh, I suppose that would make the rest of it easier. I think we have a lot less to go on in terms of finding the dungeons, so we are hoping to mostly deal with those on the way of doing these other tasks, but when we encounter them, they should take precedent, is my suggestion. And we should, everywhere we go, be on the lookout and listen for rumors and whispers, as it were. Brilliant idea, as always. Just point where I need to smash things. I will hopefully give you plenty of productive things to smash. Sounds great. Insert sex joke here. <laughs> um, we, can we go back to Riders in the Pumpkin Patch? I guess, unless Priscilla uh, or yeah. Rosalind need to do thing. Okay. Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing my things off screen. I need to uh, write out and uh, and send 
the DM some letters that Rosalind would be writing. Okay. So I'm just going to be going on with the party for a little bit, and then, hey, I need to stop and write some letters, so maybe I can do that at Ryder's house when we get there if we're heading that direction, or if you just want to leave me for a little bit, I'll catch up with you guys later. All right. I think it may be unwise for any of us to be alone at any given moment, so I will go with you. <laughs> okay. I'll, let's head to the, uh, just head to the tavern, I'll sit down at a table, pull out some paper and ink, and start writing some letters. Okay. So, um, I will, uh, I will actually say, uh, to progress this part of the story, that, um, you guys dropped your supplies off to Raven and his, uh, um, merry band of new crewmates and um he with his boat has actually made it to town uh a little before you guys and thus uh mary uh so you uh hayden as you approach uh rider's old house you find that strangely enough the house is still burned down uh meaning that rider has not spent any money in trying to rebuild it so far um uh jalen was um so so, uh, you find that, uh, yes, your, uh, that Ryder's house has not been rebuilt. Um, do, but, uh, before we, uh, before we get to that scene, uh, Jalen, did you want to run a scene with Jason? We can. Um, Jalen would have separated with Rosalind just because, like, we're, we are probably, presumably, wanted by the Empire, so being by ourselves is probably not a good idea. Um, mm -hmm. which was her thought for, um, splitting off with Rosalind, so only if Rosalind is interested in doing that as well. I am fine going with you to go see Jason. The letter... The letters are not super important. I just want to get to them before we leave Autumn Hollow again. Oh, yeah. We can definitely make time for that. I yeah. don't mind waiting for you to finish before we go. No. I, Sarah, need to type these out, and it's going to take me a minute to think about them. So let's go ahead and do the actual role-playing first, and then I can be, like, absentmindedly listening uh, while I'm writing these letters. That works for me. Yeah. All right. Let's go see Jason then. Yeah, good idea. Okay. So sorry for the sudden scene jump, but I just want to uh, cater to the players that are going to sign off soon. So I appreciate it. Thank you. You you head over to Jason's, uh, and you see Gallen, uh, the lion folk that you just met, Sadly walking away from the secret store that you guys have uh, made for him. 
And uh, Galen uh, appears to be looking down very sadly. She would like to pat him on the shoulder. Sorry about your luck, Fred. He said he'd think about it. What does that mean? That means that he just needs <laughs> some time to 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 think about it. But and what if he doesn't? He will. <laughs> He's gotta he, he give just you an answer away, at some point. Kinda, kinda crying and lumbering away. I'll like this side of his arm and be like, "Hey." Just think about it this way. If he if he didn't consider it an option at all, he would have just said no. At least he's being considerate and taking time to figure out how he feels. That's a great sign of maturity. You should be proud of him for that. Okay. <laughs> would you like a hug? Yes. <laughs> Okay, can I roll for hug? Yeah, roll for <laughs> hug. What does that remind me? Uh, charisma, I think, is hug. Uh, give me just a second. Let me get my character sheet pulled back up. A charisma check? Yeah. Okay. That's my lowest stat. Can it be dexterity? No. Okay, fine. Can I can I give her help by smushing <laughs> them together? Okay. And a third give her hug. The help. <laughs> give her the give her okay. the help okay. action. Group hug. Okay. Uh, I'll go with that first roll. It's a thirteen total. Okay. He he feels uh he feels comforted by the hug, but he's still gonna go sulk about it for a little bit. You know, he, he kind of needs to get this out of his system. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so you guys, uh, you enter Jason's shop, and he uh, immediately looks up from uh, his work. Uh, Jason, you know, is um, this uh, squat um, half or quarter dwarf, he said he was, um, with this uh, bushy brown hair, uh, that's really thick that he has kind of tied behind him. Uh, he has this leather working apron on uh, and uh, thick working gloves as he's hammering out this piece of uh, metal in his hand and he kind of looks up. Oh, uh, hey. Jalen, you're back. Uh, just a quick question, just for like my, me mental, uh, my mental image. How tall is he? Is he like three and a half, four feet tall, or how tall is he? Uh, I'll say four foot four. Okay, so tall, bigger than Corinne. That, good, okay. yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. yeah, he's four foot four. Uh, he's a foot okay. taller than Corinne. He's, okay, I can picture that. Okay, okay. Uh, Perfect, How are you doing, Jolin? I'm doing pretty all right. How about you? Ah, well, um, honestly, being the only blacksmith in a town that's gearing up for war is pretty tough, but at least that means I'm, uh, um, I got no shortage of work. <sighs> Would I you? Bet... Sorry, go ahead. 
I, I, it was just, I bet. Hmm. Uh, oh, uh, that reminds me. This, I just finished it yesterday. Um, he opens up this uh, trunk that he has, and he pulls out this beautiful, gleaming uh, raid axe that he gingerly presents to you. My inner clack is coming out right now, uh, and Jialin does slight tippy taps. <laughs> which for which shake the whole store. <laughs> it does shake the whole store. <laughs> She's just like she gets the the wiggle fingers. I would like to see it. <laughs> uh, he he presents it to you, and uh, it looks like he's kind of waiting for you to pick it up. She does, absolutely. She does so very carefully um, and gives it a good look over. Uh, it's it's beautifully made. There's um, there's this intricate kind of dwarven pattern made uh, into the sort of handle leading up to the blade axe, reminiscent of... Um, sort of architecture and um, actually not too dissimilar in a sense to the architecture of the temple that you grew up in. But you think that that's mostly a coincidence of being like a temple carved in the stone of the mountain. Um, and you see uh, these intricate flame patterns woven into the metal of the axe head itself. You can't really see it because hair, but she's tearing up a little. Uh, any... Hey, Jason, I do have a question for you. Would, uh, you, would you be interested in having someone, uh, if, uh, another blacksmith come in to give you a bit of a second set of hands? Or uh, uh, I mean, that, that would be great, among other things. Okay. Um, um, if I find any, if I uh, find anybody that be willing to travel here and work with you, I'll definitely, uh, uh, I'll definitely send um this way then. He's already thinking about an offer for an extra set of hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> oh. So. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 came out of nowhere and it was great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, um, uh, Jialin, as he, he turns back to you and he looks at the axe, he says, what do you think? Thank you. It's <laughs> just like is cutting it. I, is this the first time I've seen Jialin, like, uh, this emotional about something? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, as he, um, as he sees you inspecting it and approve of it, there's, like, a single tear that wells up in his eye that he quickly wipes away and pretends was never there, obviously. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm glad you appreciate, uh, my work. Um, uh, just let me know when or if you're 
uh, group decides to head out to the Dwarven Fortress, I... Or to the Dwarven City in the Ironheart Mountains. I, um... Uh, I know the way there. I... I was trying to be modest before, but I... I know I'll find the entrance. That would be... Amazing. Uh, thank you for the assistance. And we'll definitely work on getting you an extra set of hands. Yeah. Uh. Maybe we'll find somebody when we get there. Uh, hopefully. Um, or at the very least some other allies. It would be, you know, great to have more help in this. I, I support it for sure, but you know, it's not an easy thing to take on the Empire. Even out here in the boonies. No, definitely not. We'll make it work. I think... I think we'll win this. Mm. There's enough of us with real heart. I wish you could have seen what happened in Fog Cliff when we were there. It was impressive. After we took down the train, it obviously caused a lot of uh you took down the whole train yeah yeah we had to um for for reasons we were under attack by other people i guess i don't know it was messy there was a lot of shit going on and priscilla jumped in front of the train and he jumped in front of the train is she okay Uh, okay is a relative term um, she isn't physically harmed. She's, she's oh, physically okay. fine. Physically fine. Um, yeah, so we stopped the train with a little bit of force because it's really hard to, like, convince a train to stop on its own. Um, yeah, I would venture that to be basically impossible. <laughs> I'm starting to question what is possible and what is not possible at this point. But anyways... Yeah, so after we did that whole thing, uh, it drew a lot of attention. People were curious. And uh, uh, Lana made a phenomenal speech about fighting the Empire, getting back magic and our freedom. And uh, all of the people that were there was a lot of people they got really into it and like it started a little bit of a skirmish and oh and um, the people the people had it in the bag i'm pretty sure because there weren't a lot of empire people there but it was it was good uh, they got the heart yeah, i uh i i hope they i hope they have more than just heart i mean heart's great and all but it doesn't protect you from bullets no, but they know that magic is But back. it is a... And it's a start. And that's, frankly, more than most of us have had for a hundred years. True. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you... Did you see that guy who, who came in here? He... He just all of a sudden burst in and was like, um... Do you want to go on a date with me? We can pick out wedding cakes. I mean, uh, not wedding cakes. Different kinds of cakes. 
kid. He said that. <laughs> he said that immediately on walking in here. Giala just kind of like... So... For a person whose face is half obscured most of the time, it's still pretty easy to read a deadpan expression when he says that. Um... And she's like, yeah, so he, uh, his name is Gallen, and... Oh, oh like the, the head of the town guard? I, maybe? I think so. He was training a bunch of people to, uh, thrust their spears earlier. Uh, okay? <laughs> I don't, yeah. So I I that I mean that checks out logically. Yeah, he's a little something or other. If he gives uh, you a hard time, let me know. I mean, he's he's cute, I I guess, but I just seemed weird. <laughs> like Yeah, that is very it's like weird. He, it's like no inhibitions at all, and then suddenly he was apprehensive. Oh. Like some kind of timer went off, and then he was like, "No, I I meant different kinds of cake." Did I then... know? Did I know that like that was magic that was cast on him? You you saw Lana cast a spell on him that made him suddenly fearless. And then look, apparently... look, being fearless is not the same as having no inhibitions. It means that you're not <laughs> scared or frightened. It doesn't mean that you go around being like, "I think it's a good idea to ask this person to start." shopping for wedding cakes. She's just like, he may have been, uh, slightly magically coerced. Oh, um, I, I, I suppose I can give him some amount of grace then. Uh. I'm not sure if coerced is the correct term, we More we did than, we did uh, yank him out of a fountain and Lana did put some kind of something on him and then he ran. That, that was pretty coercive. Well, uh, it, in any case, uh, I mean, he he didn't seem to regret. N never mind. I I don't I don't think it was that bad. I think he just um, he seems like a very passionate and excitable person. And he maybe got swept up in his own uh, mind for a second there. And then as soon as he said it out loud, he was like, oh, oh, I shouldn't have said that this part out loud, you know? Like. <laughs> Jialan just kind of like blanks for a second because she doesn't know what that feels like. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> uh, um. So, <laughs> Priscilla. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. Uh. I'll. Uh, uh. Oh. Oh. I need to put this back in the in the kiln. Uh. Any any kind of rushes back to like put the the piece of metal he was working on back in the fire to heat it up. Uh. You're you're free to to stick around if you want. Uh. Don't. Uh, but I'll probably be busy working. Of course. No worries. Uh, thanks again. 
seriously on a on a more genuine level. I mean, it was genuine the first time, but like, you know, I appreciate yeah. it, and we'll let you know when we're getting ready to head out. Thank you. Uh, honestly, working like this, it um. It means a lot to me to be doing work that I'm actually proud of. Not that I was against being a sellsword before, it's just... It's not what I wanted to be, you know? I do. She smiles. She- that is a feeling she does understand. Hmm. And he very calmly and studiously goes back to his work, and you can see that there's almost this like meditative or almost zen like uh dedication and technique that he forges with that's um that's interesting to see i think she'll watch for a minute just to like She's happy that he's doing something that he loves doing cuz that's what she wanted for him in this whole endeavor to begin with. And so she's glad that, like, that has been achieved. Um, and then, and then she looks to Rosalind. Well, my business is concluded. Is there anything you need to do? Uh, I, uh, while we're here in town, I wanted to, uh, say hi to number one, Frida's dad. He is also a co-worker of mine. See how the magic side of training is coming along. And also just to uh, uh, say hi to the uh, Rosalind would know the name of the doctor that was treating her for six months after her cave-in, but Sarah uh, not. Yes, yes. Joanne Hopper was her name. I made it up literally five minutes ago. Joanne Hopper, I would. If, if she John said, Hopkins. What? <laughs> Joanne Joanne Hopkin. Joanne no, jo Hopper. Jo Joan Hopper. Joan Hopper, as opposed to John Hopkins. As in, like, <laughs> of the hospital. I thought it was the first name that came to my mind. Okay. It's great. It's fantastic. It. I'm not, it's not a criticism. That's just a that's just a I see a a a, a gay recognizes gay moment. <laughs> gay does recognize gay. Okay. Quite often. Uh, and Rosalind would know. Is she like a traveling doctor? Or does she live in Autumn Hollow? Uh, she she lives in Autumn Hollow during the summer. She says, um. You do know that it's the first month of winter, or the first month of autumn now in the calendar. Um, she might, like, you would have to check if she, she might have moved to, like, her, wherever her summer home is. Her, her autumn her, home? Her, her autumn home. Okay. I'll go ch at least check by, uh, uh, is it, like, an office or a house or wherever I would yeah. presume she'd be. If she's there, I'll say hi, say uh, again, thank her for her treatment, and, uh, uh, I've improved a lot thanks to her, her treatment. Uh, and if not, then, uh, no biggie. Um, 
Yeah, you you do kind of see her on her way out. Like she she has her bags packed. Um, she's a very tall woman, uh, about uh, six and a half feet tall. She's uh, very long and lanky. She has uh, very long legs. She is a grasshopper woman. So she okay. has these like insect large insectoid legs, and uh, her her eyes are more in a humanoid shape, but they are, like, completely pitch black. Um. But, uh, I will say everything that I said before, thanking her and that, uh, what she did really saved me, and I've been able to, uh, really focus on my physicality and everything, and I'm excited about that. Oh, and then... Uh, glad to see that you're healing so well. You're welcome. I'm really... I'm really happy. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. But honestly, I'm glad to get back to my, uh, my autumn home, you know, in the fall. Yeah. Um, I'll, if we're, uh, I imagine Autumn Hollow is going to be sort of like a home base for us, because that's where we all met, and it's a good meeting place, so maybe we'll see you next summer. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I'm asking, where is your autumn home? We will be traveling uh, a lot, so. Summer, uh, Summer Glen. Okay, I'll need to find that on the map later. I literally just made it up. Oh. <laughs> Summer Glen. I suppose that you take your winters in Springdale and your yep. springs in Winter Valley. I never go to Winter Valley. Always too cold. Eh. <laughs> but, uh, uh, as she's walking out the door, I didn't want to keep her for too long. And then, uh, Frida's dad. Okay, um, oh, you... before we do that, uh, if Frida wanted to come with us so she could say hi to her dad, then she's welcome to come along, too. Uh, I think that hi. Frida, as soon as she got back, she, like, immediately went to go talk to her dad. Okay, um, okay. So we'll probably uh, see her there. I'll wait. Uh, wait till he's not busy. Um, okay. Uh, you'll see. Uh, he has about three new students, so he has a total of, uh... He, he has a total of 10 now, uh, 10 students in the arts of magic, um, very basic cantrip stuff, but you know, they're, they're coming along. It's better than nothing because there was nothing for so long. Uh, yeah. Um, he, he reports that he has not been able to use any magic yet. He personally, he, he still... In arm on his shoulder because uh, that's probably a source of slight sadness for him like, your time will come I, I'm sure of it um well I personally I've I've taken to thinking of it as a um an act of fate my it'll come when it will or it won't and Right now, I think I'm in my place. Not to be rude, but Sarah is thinking in her head, those who can't do teach. 
<laughs> that that's almost his that's his exact situation. Uh I would not say that aloud though, because that is rude. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh make a deception check. He's gonna insight you. Deception? Yep. Okay, not bad. That's an eleven. Can I? Uh, he um... only got a five. He didn't see. Okay, never mind. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm happy to see that you're in a place where, uh, uh, uh where your skills, can, uh, your skills are being utilized. Um. Uh. Uh, are there any of your students that are looking, like, more promising than the rest, or are they all about the same level at this point? Uh, well, um, I don't mean to show favoritism towards, uh, my other children, but, uh, Frida's younger brother and one of their other siblings, I need to name those eventually, um, have been making stunning progress. They've got a great teacher... Yes. Uh, stunning progress. So does that mean they've learned hold person already? Uh, okay. Well, I mean that's a paralyzing spell, but <laughs> I'm just but I'm just in a quippy mood today. First all the meme dump, and now I and now I'm doing doing jokes. It's like I think I'm funny or something. You are, are funny. Um, but um, but yes, he um. Yeah, they, they've basically learned cantrip level, all of his students. They're more or less the the same. Okay, uh, okay. Cool. Um, I would like to... Uh, are you needing help in terms of, like, monetary resources or anything like that? Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm very... Uh, I'm a very wealthy novelist. Okay. Um did uh was So Rosalind has a ring of water walking. Does she know that it's a magical ring and does she know what it does and everything? Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. Never mind then. Cuz if she didn't know, she might have asked him about it cause... But if she already knows, then never mind. Um Let's see. Uh and um Miss Rosalind, I, I hope you don't mind my saying so, but, um, uh, let me see, let me get, uh, Forest Trikefoot was, we at the, uh, Ar Arcanus Archive were all, were all dreadfully sad to hear of his loss. We... I know we don't mourn him as deeply as you do, but we do all mourn him. He was a... He was a valued colleague. As are you. He was... Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, anybody who's paying attention and has upper... Uh, like a passive insight above like five can tell all that. She's... Her shoulders kind of slump a little bit as she thinks... 
and uh, she uh, sighs really heavily, and there's like tears on the verge of her eyes. <sighs> yeah, it's. I really miss him, but uh, uh, speaking of uh, Professor Trikefoot, uh, yes, uh, his granddaughter Alicia was also there. I managed to barely save her, almost costing me my own. But she seems to be doing partially okay she's living with my older brother and uh uh my uh his wife and uh their son and and their son and daughter well, i we can be thankful yeah. for small miracles yeah uh i'm grateful for him to for taking her in because otherwise alicia wouldn't have had anybody really to take care of her yeah he, for whatever Forrest said about his um his son and da uh, daughter-in-law were pretty awful in general if even half the stuff was true i feel very sorry for that poor girl i'm glad she uh she i'm glad that she was uh able to get into a Good situation first with her grandpa and now with someone who I tr I know will take good care of her. I uh, I trust my brother to look after her well. Uh, he looks like he goes to say something and then the um, schoolhouse that he has been teaching out of suddenly catches fire. He's like, oh, I got to go take care of that. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Do you need help with that? Nope, no, nope, I got it. I uh on it actually, if you could grab that bucket uh, in the well and start sailing water, I would uh be very helpful. Okay. If it seems like they've got it in hand and this is just par for the course for them, then I will uh head on my way and let him take care of that. Uh okay, you you head on your way. Uh and we turn back to Aiden uh Lana and Priscilla. Um, this is after the drills you ran through with the, uh, with the town guard. Um, you're back at Ryder's house, and the three of you find that um, Ryder has not yet begun the process of rebuilding his house. Um, it still leaves... Uh, it, it's still in this like kind of flaming wreck. Um, but... You turn to uh, Hayden's ship, on the other hand, and in contrast, it is much improved. Uh, your your main crew members are Robin, the um, master shipwright, uh, a man of the Forearm tribe with uh, tan skin and silver hair, um, who is kind of overseeing the work of the others. Uh, namely, Aaron Tidewalker. He is, uh, you know, the sailor that you guys had for a while. Uh, a merfolk uh, man with teal hair. Um, Nile Rivers, a old crocodile man who loves fruit punch and was a pirate. Uh, lost one of his hands and is fairly slow, but uh, he seems to be uh, carrying... <laughs> 
uh, carrying a lot of uh, uh, weight to make up for it. And uh, and finally, uh, Mary Beckwith. She is the half-orc woman. Uh, uh, Hayden remembers that she was very shy. Uh, and also, on the particular day you were going to interview you, her, uh, she didn't show up. And when you went to her house to talk about her, uh, it turns out that uh, she just had one of those days where she wasn't feeling it. And um, she was sorry. Um, but now she's here, and uh, she's she's putting in the work, and she's doing uh, pretty well. Like they they almost have your ship completely put together. It looks like another day or so, and they will be completely done fixing your ship. Uh, it's even like cleaned and polished. Like it looks better than it has in years. This is minus, of course, the, like, magical bits. Uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, as you approach Robin, he explains, Oh, uh, uh, how, uh, hail to you, Captain. Hail to you, Master Shipwright. I must say, I, I knew you were good, but I didn't expect so much progress so soon. Uh, well, uh, honestly, it's a beautiful ship, and, uh, while it was pretty wrecked, um, we, I've seen worse. Uh, your, your friend Gil helping us with the magic certainly has sped things along. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we managed to repair most of the ship itself some of the magical components um well i have old engineering schematics and i was able to fix most of the main engine actually but there are um we we can't quite get the engine working we can't quite get it in the air just yet i mean not like not that we really want to while we're still like you know doing the last uh, checks on the hall, um, but uh, it... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that, that that's kind of our full progress report. We haven't... Uh, we don't have a way to power it to get it up into the air, but we have, for the most part, fixed the engine we believe. We'll have to... We'd have to run tests on it to, uh, before we can know for sure. Of course, of course. I mean, still, this is incredible news. Oh, um, um, also, just so you're aware, um, your dog got bigger, and he points to, uh, Sparky, who is the fire elemental that Jace created for you to power your ship, who, uh, he treated like a big dog, and is now in the form of a dog, uh, made of fire. And Sparky uh, has actually grown. Last you saw, he was the size of a small puppy. But now, he looks like he's somewhere between a small puppy and a fully grown dog. Absolutely fucking incredible. Um, Morph! Morph! (laughs) Will I burn myself if I were to try and pet him? Uh, with... It would under normal circumstances because you have Jace's ring. No. 
Okay. I want to pet Sparky. Like, I want to give him, like, the biggest of head pats and chin scritches. Uh, he, uh, lovingly accepts all the head pats and all the scritches. Um, and... I missed you, Sparky. Borf! Borf! Um... You know he's not quite right in the in the dog sound, but he he did his best, um, and uh, and again you'll note that like before your ship crashed, he didn't really act like a dog, but ever since then, uh, he just has kind of fully embraced this somehow, as if um, uh, as if that's the piece that remained. <sighs> You know, I, I'll accept it. Um, I'm just... My main thing is I'm happy that Sparky seems to be doing so well. You, you know that meme where it's like you can hear the moment when he died inside or whatever it is? You mm -hmm. can you can hear the moment when Taylor read chat. <laughs> the, exact, the exact <laughs> moment where Taylor... Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> mm. So anyway, um uh yeah, that's uh uh that's kind of our full progress report for now. You're all doing wonderful. I hope you're not pushing yourselves too hard and you're remembering to take rest. Oh, no. I'm a I'm a capable foreman. I know when to make sure my crew is resting and when they're not. Uh, a duty you'll probably have to take over for you. Um, I'll stay in town until the uh, we get the engine test started, uh, but then I'm going to head back to Fogcliff. From what I hear, you guys uh, started a little rebellion there, too. Gotta make sure it uh, <laughs> has someone did. who can manage that. I believe in you. Uh, it, it's a high compliment for someone as graceful as you to gift me that compliment I only speak the truth friend um you will notice that Ryder is on top of like his house not being rebuilt is also not here say friend where where is Ryder I Ryder's honestly... been traveling with us right um no no uh Gil and um Aaron were traveling with you until you guys got to the boats and then you've been traveling on your own. Uh, Ryder has not been... Uh, Ryder has been in town, theoretically, but he hasn't been around. You haven't seen him. Um, and at this point... Okay, I do have... Would he have... Uh, would Priscilla have uh, seen him uh, with all of the uh, new recruits? Um, no, no. Um, okay. So, uh, so, uh, Robin asks you, um, Ryder, he's the, um, he's the sad-looking rabbit man, right? Yes. <laughs> That is an apt description of our dear friend Ryder. Uh, yeah. Um, he was, uh, he said he was heading, uh, over towards that end of town. He kind of just points in a direction. 
I saw him going that way. He bought a some cleaning bra uh, products and some scrub brushes and uh oh he also bought a uh, um like some little clippers you know like for for hedges of course of course say i know it's not exactly your wheelhouse but do you think you could maybe and i'm just gonna gesture to writer's poor house oh oh <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, I suppose we have some leftover lumber. It shouldn't be too long. It would mean a great deal to us, but especially to a writer. I mean, I've, I've already destroyed his Wait. pumpkin patch. Oh, 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 yeah, I did notice that we, the ship was on top of a pumpkin patch. Yeah. I found some of the seeds. Good, good. Um, hang on to those. I'm sure he would appreciate oh. having them. Oh, um, hmm. I mean, they were roasted, so I, uh, he kind of points oh. to his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but I, I feel like a repaired house is the least we could offer him. Considering all that he's done for us already. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll I'll look into it. Uh, we should get something. Uh, we should be able to get something done anyway. Um, with the ring that we found and the profits from it, you should be able to get a lot done. Ooh. Oh yeah, you uh you mentioned that. I loaded it up uh, on your boat. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. It, really? From a giant? From a giant skeleton? Oh, uh... I didn't know you guys were strong enough to kill giants, but... No, we didn't kill the giant. It must have been slain by some great hero long ago. Huh. I suppose things like that do still exist. I suppose. What, heroes? Uh, ones that can slay giants are certainly a rarity. Fair enough, fair enough. And that's part of the why people were... Why some people are so keen on the Empire. They think it keeps them safe from things like that, but... I mean, come on, we know the score. That's not the reality. Uh, but if you wanted to go find him, he was heading that way in town. Perfect. Thank you. And I'm going to turn to the others. Should we check on Ryder? I suppose it would be good. I don't have any other business here unless anyone has business with me. Uh, Priscilla, do you have anything that you need to do? No. The sooner we can get back on the road, the better. It's hard to stay in one place. Uh... Uh, the three of you head out to uh, the direction that uh, you were uh, pointed at uh, in. Uh, you ask a few other people, and it takes you a few minutes, but eventually you find your way to a small graveyard on the edge of town. Um, the trees here are tall and... Uh, Provide ample shade. 
their boughs stretching out beautifully. It's it's a very calm there how do I put this? Oftentimes cemeteries or graveyards can be very um melancholy and very sad or sometimes kind of spooky or scary. This one feels just calm and still. Peaceful in a way that most places you go to aren't. You don't even really hear bird songs in the air. Um, you see that the, the gate is maintained, but um, you find that like as you go further back in the cemetery, the the ones the headstones at the front of the cemetery are well cleaned, but as you get further back, it seems whoever's in charge is sloppier and sloppier in terms of maintaining these graves. Um, and as you're passing through these graves, um, you find that like most people have a headstone that's like, you know, a a rounded oval, simple headstone. It'll have like their family name and. Uh, such on it and when they died and maybe a last quote um, those that were of a particular religion will have the holy symbol of whatever their god is also implanted on this headstone um, but as you get to the back you see that there are headstones with this simple shield like uh, shield shaped crest built into the top of the headstone and Priscilla, you would know this just as a matter of course, that headstones with a shield signify soldiers. And as you guys approach, you see Ryder, and he is cleaning these graves near the back. And he's talking out loud as he's kind of trimming off the um, the access branches and plants and um, using the scrub brushes to clean them off. And you hear him talking to himself. Uh, those uh, Chris and Scully boys. Uh, oh, they certainly got your fire, Martha. I honestly didn't know what to think of their whole gym membership thing, but they're they're doing alright for themselves. And uh, he kind of he turns to another one as he's cleaning and oh, and little Olivia she uh, she did manage to buy that puppy after all. <sighs> yeah, uh, the Rosette family is doing uh, doing well, Carol. Ryder. Oh, uh, what? We came to see you. I figured it would be rude to continue to listen without your knowledge that we were here. Oh, um... Uh, uh yeah. If you'd yeah, like us I'm... to leave, that would be acceptable request. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm almost done here. Just need to clean off the captain's grave. Um... And he comes to the last headstone in this row. 
And he stands looking at it for a few seconds before he kneels down and he takes out his scrub brush. Captain Lance Corporal. That was his name. His actual name was Lance Corporal. Oh, it was... We always used to tease him about it. What rank are you again? <laughs> uh, uh, I was a stubborn young brat when I met him. Uh, and as he's kind of cleaning it off, I... When I... Earlier today, I... I was in town, and I was kind of buying stuff to prepare to come out here, and I did this thing where I took a deep breath and I rolled my shoulders back at the same time, and and for the first time I realized that's something he used to do. The same kind of habit, he just would take a deep breath and roll his shoulders back to steal himself. And... And it made me think about all the other little things. The words, the little habits, the things that you pick up from people. Chris and Scully, they, um... Uh, Martha made the same kind of, uh... The same kind of hilarious joke back in basic training without really knowing it. Come on, thrust harder, and we... Oh, we laughed up a storm. It's... And the darndest thing is they never even... They never met her. And it just made me think of... How we carry the pieces of... The people we care about. Not just in our memories, but in ourselves, too. They become part of us. Every story that we encounter becomes a part of our own story and in a way carrying them with us is a part of their resurrection would you mind if i offered a prayer for these go ahead i don't think the captain would mind uh one more thing though uh he takes out a pack of cigarettes and he places one cigarette on each grave, lighting them all, before pulling out one for himself. It's the anniversary. It's the only day of the year I smoke. And he lights one and shares a cigarette with the ones who came before. Not with his squadron. Lana will nod and lift her eyes up um, and just say, uh, Light and twilight, O Queen of Phoenixes, grant these people here by the reach of your power from worlds beyond the gift of resurrection not that their bodies may necessarily walk out of their graves, but that their spirits may ascend to an eternal dwelling, fitting for their souls 
and becoming of their stories with the light and flame of life warm us all. Amen to that. And as he kind of takes one more puff of his cigarette, he says, I'll admit it's been hard to carry them. But I also know it's one of the most important things I've ever done. And I won't let them go. Not here. And he points to his heart. And he takes out a few coins and he leaves a gold piece on the headstone of the captain. He leaves a few more and then a few more. And Priscilla, it's almost 20 people that gold he coin leaves. For each. A gold coin for each. I think Priscilla just sheds a tear, but stays in the back. I think Ryder, he kind of turns and looks at you and he says, You carry a piece of them too. Who do you think taught me how to use a shield? And he points to the gravestone of the captain. Ah. It all trickles down, doesn't it? Does. I want to thank you, Priscilla, for letting an old man share the weight of his friends. Let's hope that we'll also share their strength. You can only hope. And he puts out a cigarette. He puts the um. He he picks up the buds and puts them in the. Um, package to throw them away later. <sighs> Alright. Why don't we head out of here? It's a, it's a beautiful day, after all. Yeah. As we walk just out of the peripheral of Ryder's vision, I'd like to just use dancing lights to illuminate each stone um each of them because you can make dancing lights take on a shape each of them standing at attention in the way that Ryder did before we arrive um in a way that would be familiar to him and then they'll just fade he acknowledges it and calmly bows his head. Uh, to keep the faith. And he clutches his holy symbol and finds an inner strength within himself. Because while he is carrying the weight of those who came before, he's also carrying their strength too. And that puts a little spring in the little rabbit man's steps. Is there anything any of you would like to do? I'm probably going to want to just be alone, checking defenses and doing, doing the checks around the perimeter again. 
Uh, roll me a perception check. Hey, Taylor. Yes? Uh, I put a question in the uh, chat, but I don't know if you saw it. Uh, oh, is, um... Do these gravestones have, like, a... a like, a... Uh, like a date of birth and date of death on them? Uh, yeah, like most do. Okay, um, how long have they been gone? Is this like a fresh the thing? The oldest like for sure is definitely the captain. Who you okay, would count like, more than like 80 years ago. Okay, so it's been a long, long, long time that they've been gone. Yeah, like... He, he mentioned, like, the grandkids of some of them are adults now. Like, oh, he, okay. he knew these people in his 20s a hundred years ago. Okay. Okay. I didn't catch that he said grandkids, so I didn't know how long it had been. Uh, Priscilla, what was your check? Uh, 19. As you're walking out, you see... A grave marked with a sword. And that is significant because a grave marked with a downward sword denotes a knight. And knights in the world of Gab and in the context of Gab are people who dedicate themselves to a cause and, well, you know, their cause in and of itself can be good or bad. But there's a code of chivalry that knights shared. It's a it's an old tradition that came out of, um, you know, because there were knights that were dedicated to different religious orders. There were knights dedicated to particular kings. But being a knight meant something different and distinct than being a soldier. And this particular knight, as you look down at their headstone, you know them. It reads, Sir Philip, simply, and it has the date of his death. And you know this particular knight because he is the one who helped you escape Hamlin. I sort of just drop to my knees, and I am just going to sit there and cry quiet enough to make sure that I don't draw any attention from anyone else but very obviously just wanting to be left alone you you vaguely even now you can remember him swimming through the ice cold river the breastplate armor freezing against his skin while he wrapped you in his cape Swimming to avoid tipping off the goblin sentries. He swam for miles. He swam for what seemed like forever. Freezing in the water. But he kept you above. He kept you safe. And he brought you here. He actually got pulled up out of the water by fishermen were out late that night um Lana will take up Priscilla's usual patrol route um and just 
walk it and watch and do the checks. Not saying anything. And unless anyone had anything else they wanted to do, I think that would be a great place to end anything. No, that's good with me. Hmm. Then I think this is where we will call episode 12 of Myth, Magic, and Might. Good night, everyone. <laughs>